millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The ABC series Little Tiny tells short stories about small things that have shaped world history including one very special rabbit. This podcast contains bad language and my reading of history, which some people might disagree with, and that's totally fine. Once upon a time in a dodgy one better in the outskirts of LA, a young animator and his longtime friend together created a cartoon character who would capture the hearts and minds of children across America. It was 1927 and this one little cartoon was about to change things, not just for his creators, but for anyone who might wish upon a star that they could visit the happiest place on earth. With his iconic big ears and an even bigger heart, he brought smiles and mischief to screens across the country. His name? Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. You know, Oswald, the bunny rabbit. He he rides a horse and plays an accordion and he's the one responsible for all the theme parks, the merchandise, the most annoying song ever written. It's a small world. He started an animation empire. No? Oh. You're listening to Little Tiny, a podcast about the small things that have changed the world. I'm Kara Schlegel, and this episode is The Rabbit. By 1928, a very young Walt Disney was already one of the most successful producers and animators in American history. He was the producer and co-creator of Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit, star of such smash hits as Trolley Troubles and the critically acclaimed Oh, What a Night, in which Oswald is a knight who plays the accordion atop his horse, which then means he accidentally steers his horse off a cliff and into a moat full of crocodiles. Who plays an accordion while riding a horse? Oswald. Ten years earlier, at age 16, Disney forged his own birth certificate to enlist in the Red Cross during World War I. He drove an ambulance around France, an ambulance he decorated with his own patriotic cartoons. Imagine you're at the front lines and you've just been shot. You're bleeding out. This is the end, my friend. Then, in the distance, you see it. It's an ambulance. Your salvation. You think it's an ambulance? Wait, is it a, is it a mirage? Why does it have a picture of a duck on it? Why isn't the duck wearing any pants? 
The cartoons were so good that he was scouted and he scored his first job drawing for a wartime newspaper called Stars and Stripes. After the war, he and his brother Roy started their own company, the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studios. Together they hired on a team of animators, headed by Oswald's co-creator, Ub Iwerks. Oswald was genuinely entertaining, provocative, and overall probably funnier than most other Disney cartoons. Not that that's very hard. I mean, Prince Charming isn't exactly a barrel of laughs. Oswald was more like if you fused Bugs Bunny and Wile Coyote into one character and then gave him an accordion for some reason. So when they pitched the idea to Universal... The studio loved it and backed Disney in the creation of all Oswald cartoons. Disney and his friend Iwerks had created a sensation. A character who was bringing truckloads of money into Universal Studios as the Great Depression loomed. But being young and idealistic and stupid... They signed the first contract they were handed, a shitty deal where Universal got 80% of the cut. When Disney realised his lucky rabbit was responsible for much of Universal's profit, he went to his boss, Charles Mintz, to ask for a little more cash. Considering they were in the infancy of a global financial crisis and the entire production crew were paid out of that measly 20% share it seems reasonable to assume Mintz would comply. Unless, you know, he was Satan. (laughs) Turns out Charles Mintz was probably Satan. Not only did he tell Disney to go jump, he'd also gone behind Disney's back to steal most of his animators by contracting them directly to Universal. Disney threatened to walk and to take his lucky rabbit with him, but Cruella de Mintz informed him that he couldn't. Universal owned Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and his little accordion too. (laughs) Disney was left with a choice. Either abandon Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, who had so far been his only big success, or sell his soul to Satan. At the 11th hour... After hacking through the contracts, Iwerks rode in on his white horse to help Disney escape Universal Studios and defeat Mintz. And defeat him, they did. They decided to go it alone, building up their own studio to eclipse Universal. But they had no money. What they needed was a new character, one that could charm audiences away from Oswald. What they created was an icon. An icon who bore a remarkable resemblance to a very famous rabbit, but who was a little more wholesome and a little less likely to let his horse get eaten by crocodiles. His name was Oswald the Lu... Oh, sorry. His name was Mickey Mouse. Eventually, Disney's former staff escaped Universal's clutches as well. They must have had a lot of pent-up aggression because when they joined Warner Brothers, they made cartoons about animals trying to kill each other incessantly. As for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, 
His luck ran out. Even when Universal gave him a makeover with white gloves, a cute rounded face and a little pair of red pants, they couldn't save him from obscurity. By the 40s, Oswald was dead. I, I mean, not literally. He's a cartoon character. He can't really die, guys. Come on. In 2006, Walt Disney Studios reanimated Oswald's corpse, buying him back from the enemy. Now you can play him in a video game and kick Mickey's butt, which I reckon is the happily ever after the lucky rabbit deserves. The ABC's Little Tiny with the Rabbit. There are a couple of other good ones I've enjoyed recently called The Key and the Donut, and that's written and presented by Cara Schlegel, produced by Martin Peralta, script editing by Sophie Townsend, history consultant was Kira Lindsay, and Ian Walker is the show's executive producer. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.